It's summer and the decorating is easy. Hi, I'm Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 335, Summer Decorating Tips. And the show notes for today's episode can be found at decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash 335. And I do like a cool, I shouldn't say cool, it's not really cool, but I do love a summer breeze, don't you? <laughs> yeah, summer breeze is nice. And I, the decorating is easy because you're listening to Decorating Tips and Tricks. And exactly. we've got great ideas for you today to you know transform your spaces a little bit for the new season, which is a nice thing to do. Um, as you guys know, when you listen to us or read our blogs, we're not huge um, seasonal decorators necessarily, but definitely for, you know, climate change, if you will, when it's getting warmer, you're going to want to do things to your home to really reflect the temperatures and reflect the summer feeling, give off that summer vibe, which is, you know, whether you live on the beach and, you know, sand's bringing, being brought into your house or whether you live, you know, inland or in a city, you can achieve this really summery feel by just doing a few simple things. Mm -hmm. And I don't really buy a whole new arsenal of things. I'm just kind of careful about which things I choose to be sitting out. And, you know, for example, all those furry throws, as much as I adore them in the winter, I really don't want to be seeing them right now. So, you know, those are, those get put up at our house and I, hopefully at your house as well. Yeah, I've, I'm always slow to put those away, but you know, and then there's the day where you're just like, oh gosh, I can't even look at this anymore. It's making me hot to look at it. So yeah, mm-hmm. I put all my Mongolian pillows away, and I put all the, the alpaca throws, all the throws. Yeah, I even have a ton of furry throws, so they all went away. Um, and I brought out some linen ones. So really, for me, I don't think I've purchased anything new. You guys would be listening to this, and it's we're just sliding into the summer. It's the you know the, when it's first this episode's first coming out at the end of May. So, you know, everybody's mind is probably turning towards the summer. The kids are ready for school to be over. You might not be ready for school to be over, but you might be ready to, you know, change out your pillow covers or something like that. So that's what you can get started doing. I have uh, sort of the bench, you know, in the entryway of my house. I, I try to keep that filled with the things that I rotate out normally for the season. So it doesn't fit all the furry things because obviously they're bigger and bulkier, but I was able to keep all my summer things from last year in there. And sometimes you forget what you have. So I I realized that I have a lot of um, linen throws, so much more lightweight throws, probably linen cotton blends. So I brought those back out. I brought out some of our ticking uh, pillow covers, that we have in the shop, the black and white ticking that I love. And Are so you I'm, talking about bespoke decor dot store? I am. Okay. And so I brought those back out and some of those uh, went out on the porch and one of them landed in the kitchen. So slowly but surely I'm moving, uh, definitely got the furry stuff out and now I'm moving the summer stuff in. Right. And I think both of us have a very similar approach to this. We do some changing out as the seasons change, but I don't have a lot of closet space to store off-season items. So I don't have a lot of beach signs and, you know, faux surfing boards that I'm putting up on the wall. Uh, We're not really suggesting that you do all of that. These are kind of subtle changes. 
So that, you know, I like, for example, having out a cloche. In the winter, you can put something wintry in it and spring and fall. And then in the summer, you can put something summery in it. So what you might want to put in your cloche for the summer are some winter shells, for example. Winter shells, summer shells, summer seashells. I was going to start looking for winter shells. I was going to start I know, I know. I'm excited. Um, Yes, definitely. And, you know, just, again, it's kind of like a taking away rather than an adding to necessarily. Um, so so take away the things that remind you of winter and that feel wintry and then see how your rooms present themselves to you. Maybe you don't need to really add much of anything at all. Maybe it's just the fact that you took away the things that were you know, wintry and cozy looking and um, let it go with that. What you can do is you, if you have heavy draperies or dark draperies, Maybe think about just taking them off for the summer, you know, take them to the dry cleaner. Uh, Of course, you know, don't keep the plastic bags and all of that on them when you get them back from the dry cleaner, because we talked about that in our detoxing episode, but, uh, or just air them out and then put them away, hang them in a closet maybe, and put them back up in the fall. Opening the windows that way and letting in more natural light, you know, I'm like opening in air quotes, like just taking the window treatments off might be something that will completely change the feel of your space. And and if you feel like you need something, maybe put up a light linen type of uh, more transparent fabric. Uh, Just a, a white linen curtain blowing in the summer breeze. I mean, that just sums it up for me right there. Oh, isn't it the truth? And sometimes I've used, especially in a bathroom window, where I want light coming in, but I want some privacy. A lot of times I'll just do a cafe rod in there. And one of the things that I've used is just kind of a sweet hand embroidered uh, pillowcase that I cut into a cut it and put a little curtain uh, rod in there and use that as a, a little curtain. I think that's Oh my gosh, nice... that's such a cute idea. Mm-hmm. But it feels very summery, like you were saying. So it would, but it wouldn't be shirred or anything, right? Because it would just be that you know you're only having one pillowcase, so it would just be sort of flat, right? Well, mine's not flat. It because my window's a little bit well. Well, yeah, I guess it really you cut it. Why your window? Is, that's right? well. The thing to do on the pillow is you're going to cut it in the middle of the back, so it's the front and the back. Once you do that, for my windows, it was a little bit wider. So it is definitely. Oh, right. Gathered. You'd have two mm-hmm. sides with the the mm-hmm. prettiness on it. Right. But make sure you cut your fabric so that the pattern is centered. I have so many vintage pillowcases. I love that idea. Mm-hmm. That's oh, really charming. That, that would too. be darling in a or nursery you could even, or a child's room too. Or even on a door. You could put one of these on a door if you wanted some some privacy. So, yeah, I mean, and that kind of reminds me, doesn't it remind you of a... Uh, Screen door slamming. Well, the wash yeah. hanging, hanging oh, on the line. Oh, yeah, the wash, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that. there's the pillowcases and the sheets and everything blowing, like you said, in the breeze. Yeah. Yeah, so lighten it up, you know, embrace the freedom of the season and, uh, you know, put away anything that says winter. Sometimes people have like you know, a ba- basket of shoes or something that like look wintry or, you know, stuff that you wouldn't put all that away. You know, don't, mm-hmm. if you have a hat rack or a coat rack by your front door, please don't let scarves and coats and things hang there. Oh my goodness. 
Those should yeah. be put up now. Yeah, just put. They're going to be should, gathering dust for the next right, and six it shouldn't months. really be out anyway. But it's certainly not if you're not using it. You know, put the umbrellas away if the rain has stopped, and all of that. What about one of those straw market baskets that we both love? Mm-hmm. How about hanging that on a hook somewhere in your house, and maybe putting some? Maybe you're able to put a little mason jar in the bottom filled with some water, and then put some yard cuttings in there from some bushes from your backyard. Oh, I like that idea. Yeah, I do too. That's really pretty. And just make sure no one kicks it. I have one of those by my door, sort of, uh, it's, I have that entry table. And so I sort of slid it under the entry table. And right now I just have like a, a sort of like a linen throw draped out of it. But I love that idea. And I had used that and had pumpkins sort of, faux pumpkins sort of falling out of it in the fall. So that's a really great thing to have. Again, it's like Anita's cloche. You can always have it there, but you just change up what you're putting inside of it or draping out of it, and it can evoke the feel of the season. Uh, What I'm seeing online as far as ideas for summer trends, if you will, uh, that are now presenting themselves for summer of 2019, very sustainable and natural which we like, you know, it's not the plastic, what have you. It's, you know, maybe a seashell, maybe flowers from the garden. Um, unfinished furniture, because that sort of rough you in, sun bleached look, it's really great. Um, the color, now they said mustard, I say saffron, but you know, <laughs> that yellow is very popular and it's a great color for summer if you like that color because it is kind of the color of sunflowers too um, in more of the saffron end of it, not, not not that sort of greeny mustard color. And also coral is very popular or said to be very popular. Very, well, and very summery feeling, I think. Yeah. And if you want the yellow... What about a bowl of lemons sitting out? I love the smell. I love seeing the fruit sitting out. And lemons will last quite a while sitting out. So I do love leaving those sitting out in a bowl. And when they start to look a little bit mm, like they're seeing their best days behind them, you know, that's when I might cut them up and squeeze them and make some lemon juice from them. Or something yeah, like yeah. That. And if you don't want to get that many of them, do that trick where you put a little crunchy paper in the bottom and then just fill them up and uh, fill it up with them. Exactly. Or you could do, do faux. You could even do some faux yes. lemons underneath and then just put the real lemons on top. So you oh, only that's need a, a few smart idea. Real ones. Um, wicker and rattan. It's always fresh for this season, but it's definitely on the people's decor radar these days. Uh, not so much as just patio furniture or the odd little accent table. Like rattan is really sort of come into its own as a material that could could be next to a wooden chair. You know that could be in a more formal room. So if you don't have any in your decor right now, this is a great season to add some, and then you can decide in the fall whether or not it comes or goes. Wicker is definitely, I think, more summery. It has more of sort of a temporal feel like, you know, maybe this will last for a season or whatnot. Rattan is a little more substantial. Um, And that can actually be, uh, you know, pretty sturdy chairs and you can have cushions on them and whatnot. I saw one so cute. It's not, you know, those butterfly chairs are so kind of you know, iconic, but also like, I don't know that I would want one of those in my house. It's like, it it makes such a definitive statement. But I saw a chair that has 
just a lot more height. It's almost like an oval and the back comes up really high and it, it somewhat sort of cocoons you a little bit like a, like those hanging chairs would. Um, so I can put oh, the link I had to that one chair. of those. Yeah. It's not a womb chair like the one from Pier One. It's, it's an actual chair that you can just rate like a regular sitting chair. It just has a big, uh, high back. It's really cool. Oh, that sounds cool. So yeah, I had a double seated. I had the double seated. Oh, that's cool. Rattan bench that swung from the. Ooh, where'd you have the, that? The chain in my bedroom when I was in high school. Stop it! In your bedroom, you had that. Well, that was that was yeah. That was one of the few things that I got that I wanted. In I don't there. feel so sorry for you anymore. You know, that was pretty good. <laughs> Just you might not have gotten an Easter basket, but you got that. That's pretty. I good. got that. Yeah. Well, you know, right. what can I say? Uh, but I'm with you on the rattan and the wicker, and I think it's a great time to pull out a wicker tray. There's so many beautiful woven trays, and trays are just so classic in decorating, and. I think it's great to have trays for different seasons. And so definitely, I think I would pull out the wicker one for the winter, for the summer. Boy, I am just really getting confused about my seasons today. You really are. It would be like, I'm talking to you and you're in Australia. Um, <laughs> yeah, so trade out your silver tray that we talk about all the time and make it a wicker one. That's a great idea. Really fun. Or, or a, like a lucite one. That could be fun too for the summer. Here's a really easy one. And I think once you get into the habit of doing it, you're going to love it. Just get a little vase, like a bud size vase, or it could even be a little shot glass. You could be just anything small that will hold water and put them all around your house. And fill them up with things that you clip from the garden, whether it's a little sprig of boxwood or tiny little sprigs of lavender or like I have uh, now it's kind of going by the wayside, but I had jasmine blooming everywhere and the smell of it was unbelievable. I also had this year this incredible crop of sweet peas from one pack of seeds, which was pretty good last year, but then it must have self-sowed and it I mean, honestly, if you stood still long enough in my driveway, it was as if it was going to wrap itself around you and shoot up another <laughs> bloom. And it was white when I started out, and now it's white and purple. Uh, every day, I must go out and cut literally like a fistful. I, probably my, it's probably like an inch to an inch and a half of stems every day. Wow. And well, the sweet now- pea stems are so thin. They're almost like, you know, like a human hair. They're so thin. So I'm getting so many blooms. So everybody go get a pack of, of sweet peas and just chuck them in the dirt. Just and we scratch them in a little bit. They're going to go crazy for you. We call those volunteers if you didn't plant them. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. That's really cute. So do that. And then Put them around. Your family will probably notice. And even if they don't, who cares? You'll notice. (laughs) And the sweet peas, they make my entire kitchen or wherever I put them smell fabulous. And even the boxwood that doesn't have a scent, it'll just add this organic nature. It just feels like you're bringing the outside in in this really little, sweet, easy way. Put it in the bathroom, on the bathroom counter. Put it on your nightstand. Put it in the kitchen. Just have them scattered around. And then, you know, every week or so, depending on what you've got in there, go around, change the water. If they're wilted, you throw them out and, and go clip something else. But if you're doing boxwood or you're doing any sort of uh, shrubbery, that could last a couple of weeks. Oh, that's a great idea. Something else that isn't specific to summer decor, but reminds me of summer 
are the large Demi John bottles. And right now on my dining room table, I have two on there and they're, you know, about two and a half feet tall. So they're very large bottles. I think they're beautiful, empty, and you can buy new ones. Mine are antique, but you can buy new large bottles also. Uh, And they can be empty or you can put some very, uh, you'd need to go with a pretty tall branch if you wanted to put some branches in there. And as we've talked about, you can do the faux branches in there, like a a beautiful borsithia if you wanted some yellow for the summer. But I think that's just a nice airy feel. And that's what I like about them for the summer is that they feel very airy. And I don't want anything that's going to make me feel hot in the summer because it's so blasted hot here. I want my decor to say cool, calm, and collected. Right. And that's really why you should be changing it up a little bit, even if it's just the takeaway, like we said in the beginning. Uh, Here's one that Anita's going to love. How about changing out your duvets to maybe a summer weight, maybe a linen sheet on the top? This might be a great time for you to try those linen sheets we're always telling you about and see how that feels. Oh, linen on the bed in the summer I, I can't even, I don't even have the words for it. It To me, that says luxury. To me, that says comfort. It, it just, like you said, almost womb-like. Don't you just love a great recommendation from a friend? Well, we're delighted to be recommending these companies and their wonderful products to you today. And let them know your friends at DTT sent you. I have another idea. Yes. You know how your fireplace is kind of more of a wintry thing. Oh, man. Yeah. Go ahead. So, I was if getting to that one. Oh, okay. Sorry. If you don't have faux logs, um, maybe you can clean it out and take the logs out of it. And you can put something in there that would evoke more of a summery feeling, like maybe some ferns. Um, we talked about that, I think, during our faux plant episode. So you could even do faux if it's very dark in there. And I think you could pull it off. But you could definitely try a real fern, just have it sort of poke out a little bit. And those, some of those ferns can be really large. So I would get a really big one. You don't want to have this opening and then put like an eight inch plant in there. So That's something a good substantial, point. right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and- how about stacked books? I was thinking like you could stack garden books and something in there. Whereas I don't like decor that seems very contrived. Sometimes stuff like that works, you know? I mean, so you'd have to play around with it and see if that was for you. And obviously the scale would have to be right. Uh, like how about a giant faux coral? I mean, I don't think you, I mean, I don't think oh, it's illegal yeah. to get real coral that, and certainly to get it that big that would fill up the space. But I saw that once, I think it was in a house beautiful. I definitely tore the page out and have it in and a I've file s- somewhere. I've seen the very large shells that are faux that yeah. people use then put put other things in that are beautiful. And speaking of the shells, what about some nautical themed items? I think if you're going to go nautical, this is the time of year to do it. You can add some nice beachy kind of lanterns, something with navy stripes, anything that kind of has that navy on it's going to feel uh, nautical. And I think that's a beautiful feeling for summer. You can put out some straw hats, I love straw hats, especially in the summer. So you can find a way to display those. I love seeing those hung on a wall. And uh, and like you said, the floral fabrics. What a great time of year for floral fabrics. And we're saying chintz is back. 
Yeah, I want to get some more chins. I love it. It's it's just so beautiful. Uh, how about a summery candle? You know, if you've got your pine cone candle and it's already burned down or your uh, pumpkin pie candle. <laughs> I don't like candles that smell like food, but you know, they, they <laughs> exist. So if you have scents like that, or just sort of a really warm musky scent, if that's something that you've been burning, then switch it over, you know, find a gardenia, find lilacs or something clean or something that smells like the beach. There's so many beautiful scents out there, you know, try to get yourself a candle that is naturally made and you don't want to be burning things that are bad for you and putting that into your interior air, of course. Um, And I guess, too, I don't use those sticks and things like that, but that's a way to also infuse your home with some more summery scents and, of course, essential oils. Oh, that's a great idea. And another thing that I think screams summer, not in a bad way, but in a good way, are the brightly colored striped cotton rugs for summer. I just feel like that's something that you would see at the beach. And that makes me smile when I see something like that. Plus, I just love beautiful, flat woven rugs. Yeah, that's a great way. I mean, actually, when we were getting ready for this episode, I was thinking I should really change the, not going to change all my rugs, but I could definitely change the one in my entry, which is a little bit of a darker silvery or gray. And it's kind of like more, it's definitely more old world looking, which can look seem a little heavy. So I'm definitely going to change that out for the summer. For me, I, I wouldn't do navy, but I could probably even get away with a black and white stripe. And that might just oh, be really fun yeah. in my entryway. Well, and you can layer them too. So black and white would be great as a base rug and you could put something with some color on top of that right. if you wanted. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'm going to do that. I have never oh, done I that before. That's... Well, you know, I've only lived here so long, but I haven't changed the rug in the entryway. So I think if you have room, that. will you just store your current one? Or will well, you, get you know rid what? Of it? I could just honestly, I could just roll that. It's pretty thin, and it's not very big. Uh, I could just roll it up and slide it under the sofa, which is kind of what I do if I know people are like if I have work people coming and I don't want oh. uh, like why do they need to walk on my rugs? The ones that I could roll up. So I just roll them up and I put them under the sofa. I could do that now. Oh, so or I'll just know take if the, the rug, rug is rolled up that I'm not supposed to stay that long. <laughs> no, it means I think you have dirty shoes. <laughs> which I'm which sure means don't, you don't stay too long. I'm sure <laughs> no, you don't. I don't. <laughs> So yeah, there's just so many ways to add that little touch of summer. Uh, you know, maybe some twinkly lights and something. Mm-hmm. You know, evoking the Stream fireflies. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's a fun season, and you don't have to take it all too seriously. It can be just easy and breezy. And as we started out the podcast episode, saying, you know, it might just be a sense where you take some things away. Well, again, the easiest thing to do is to change out those throws and pillows. And there are definitely some pillows and throws that feel more summery than others. And for the summer, I am with you on the switching out those heavy wool throws for some beautiful lightweight linen ones. And there are so many beautiful throws, but I love a linen throw. They're really gorgeous. And then some beautiful summery pillows that have florals on them or perhaps a nautical theme or something else. Just some bright colors, perhaps. It's all good. Yeah. Okay, so uh, I am so excited to tell you about my crush today. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's another podcast that I have uh, – I searched for it, actually. Um, I have found that I enjoy podcasts so much. 
to be completely honest, when we started this two plus years ago, I had probably listened to all of three podcast episodes in my entire life. And I think it was, you know, maybe part of Serial and one of Dirty John or something like, I just was not a big podcast listener. I didn't consume content that way. But since you know, we've started this and obviously we're very immersed in the podcasting as we love it. Um, and being on this side of it made me want to be on the other side of it as a, as a listener as well. And so what I'm looking for something these days, I search for podcasts, you know, it's particularly gardening. And now with our upcoming trip to France, the first place that I search for information, rather than Googling it and looking for websites and whatnot, I checked to see if there were any podcasts in iTunes on France and traveling in Paris in particular. And I found one called Join Us in France podcast. And I love it. And I think anybody would love it, particularly if they're traveling to Paris or, or various places in France. But you would love it even if you weren't because these two women, very similar setup to our podcast here, two women, although they're in the same place and they podcast, I think, from the same room, actually. And, you know, Anita and I are not in the same place together. Um, they know so much. They have so much information. And uh, there's Annie and Elise. And in particular, Elise, she is a, an art historian as well as a tour guide. She's an American who has married a French person and French man. And she's lived in France for a very long time. And the other woman, Annie, uh, she... Uh, and the, on the sw switch of the coin, flip of the coin, she is a French woman who lived in America for like 18 or 20 years and it's back in France. And so they have so much firsthand knowledge. And Elise is just so, uh, she's just a font of knowledge about French history and the geography. And it's just so interesting. So I've gotten such great tips from, you know, what door to go into in the Louvre to the complete backstory on you know, the kings and the queens and and what was going on in the court. And they were right on it when the tragedy was occurring in Notre Dame and filling you in on what was happening there. So it is fantastic. And they've been podcasting for almost five years. So there are a heck of a lot of episodes um, to catch up on. So I will put the link in the show notes. The name of the episode, the podcast itself is Join Us in France. And there are a variety of episodes and I skipped around just trying to absorb as much information as I could about Paris. And then I went back and I started just listening to the other ones because I enjoyed it so much. Wow. Yes. And I've listened to some of that podcast and it's really a great podcast. So I do recommend. Yeah. It's well produced it. too. You know, they do a very nice job with it, which we know is very important. And it's really nice as a listener to have it you know, good sound quality and all that good stuff. So tell us your crush, Anita. Well, actually, I have another podcast. Oh, I didn't know. So, well, I know. I just thought I'd throw this one out on you. It's the Style Matters podcast by the Little Yellow Couch, our friend Sandra, okay. that we met at Haven, the Haven Conference a few years ago, and she had me on as a guest uh, recently. So we'll link to that particular episode. But she's such a delightful human being, uh, a really sweet person, and we had such a fun chat. Uh, she loves decorating her podcast, Sun Decorating, and she interviews people, uh, designers on there. So it was a really fun thing to do. And we really connected. So uh, go have a listen. And I think you'll really like her. Awesome. Awesome. 
Well, that's great. And it's, I love when I meet someone and if they either find out I have a podcast or somehow podcasting comes up and then they share their favorite podcasts because it's such a great way to learn about other ones that are out there because there are a heck of a lot of them and um, there are new ones popping up every day. And, you know, quite frankly, there are some that just, you know, the sound quality is just not so great or it's not well produced. So I, right. I love getting recommendations, you know, just like someone recommending a TV show or a book to you. Um, it's a good place to start. So. Right. And the podcast world, I mean, there's some that have five downloads next to another podcast that has, you know, 5 million. So some are professionally produced and some aren't. So there's quite a wide variety of things. So it is very hard to find a podcast that you're really going to want to listen to. I agree very much. So we have a listener question today from a listener and friend who we actually got to meet at Roundtop when we were there uh, last October. It's Fran N. And Fran has a bit of a dilemma in two of her rooms in her home that she wanted us to give some thoughts on. Uh, One room is the guest room and one room is her bedroom. And it's primarily, both are primarily uh, problematic in that the windows are just a bit odd, you know, so they're hard to put treatments on or figure out what the right treatment is. So uh, just to break it down quite simply, the guest room seems to have windows that don't really line up. They're not really the same size and maybe one is kind of squished into a corner. And then I believe the biggest problem in the master is that there's a series of windows. There's five of them, which are nice size windows, and they're kind of in a very... uh, open, swooping kind of bay. And each window is almost on its, it's almost like faceted. Would you say that? It's a good way to describe it. Right, right, right. It's almost circular, only not, it's not curved. Yeah, like each, each, it's like like the wall, it has the window on it. And then there's a corner or there's an indent where the next wall meets. So it kind of like facets around it. Exactly. So there's, right. So it doesn't, there's not a a 90 degree angle in the corner. There Mm -hmm. are, it's like there's an extra wall there. So it kind of curves around. Right. But each section is actually straight, but it it gives the illusion of a curve. Exactly. Exactly. And um, what's on there right now, it looks like blinds could be wooden blinds, but I can't tell because they're sort of part open to the horizontal. doesn't really matter though, because she's looking for something different. Right. So I don't know if you were going to suggest, oh, keep those and put this or so just everybody. So you mm -hmm. can picture that in your mind's eye. Mm -hmm. And then the other room, the windows are just, you know, not the same size, which make it, makes it challenging. Yeah. So what would you do? Well, I'm the thing. I just want to mention this too. If you're a builder, stop doing this, (laughs) (laughs) you know, step closer so we can smack you. I mean, you're not doing anybody any favors. These these windows, you're putting them next to the wall, so it's almost impossible to put a curtain around them. And then she has two different windows in the same room, and they're different sizes, different heights. They're not lined up. This is annoying, and it's not her fault. It's not Fran's fault. Fran, I'm looking at you, builder. Your own, Fran. I'm looking at you, builder. You did this to Fran, and we don't like it. And we don't like it. So yeah, step closer to me too. Hey, you know what? The thing is that. Uh, the windows, and if you have a home and it has windows, <laughs> most people do, right? Or if you are building a home and you tend to have windows, keep this in mind. So everyone should keep this in mind. The windows need to look good from the outside, but they also need to look good from the inside. So, you know, maybe that window makes sense 
in the, her guest room because it actually looks from the outside like it goes with the window in the room adjoining it. But from the inside, it's really hard to deal with. And like making no, a bay window like this, like, oh, yeah, that's a great idea. More natural light. But, you know, make it a real bay window then. Yeah, I'm sorry, but we have the technology. Yes. This is not something you, there is a way around it. If you put a little more planning into it, I think some of these builders are just in a hurry to get these houses up and they don't care. So. Yeah. Or like, yeah, yeah. Add more windows, make it five, you know, and, and you know, it seems like a great idea, but then in actuality, like they're not thinking about th the next step, which would be the decorating thereof. No. Now, one thing I will say, if you have two different windows that are different heights, maybe they're not exactly aligned. A lot of times you can disguise that by using curtains where they're all, the curtains are hung at, from the same height down to the floor. And then it will disguise that the windows maybe are a little different sized or maybe they're not exactly at the same height. Mm -hmm. you, there's a, and you, she might be able to do this in the guest room. The problem is that one window is it, it's right jammed into the corner. So with that one, you would only be able to put a panel on the left side of the window because the right side is actually in a, in a corner. So that one's a little difficult. So, uh, and then the master, because the windows are, looks like maybe there's about a three inch panel of sheetrock between each window. I would really be loath to put curtain panels there because then you're really going to end up in a situation where you're covering a lot of the window with curtain. And to me, that's yeah, a and big It's going to no -no. look like the plaza decorated by Ivana Trump. Like in 1982. So I, it's too much. I don't want, right. It would just be too many panels. And then again, I don't want any of the window covered. I want the, I want the curtains to be completely clear of the actual window so that if I push the shades all the way up, I've got maximum amount of light in there. So I think in both of these cases, I probably would vote against curtains and simply go with the window treatment where you can go with Roman shades. You can go with bamboo shades, something like that. I highly recommend that you go with something cordless. I love working with Bally. I think they have a very high quality product. There's certainly a lot cheaper brands out there, but they're one that I think you'd be very happy with for the long haul. But you know, there's some other brands out there. Feel free to check out the other brands but those are those are my tips. And then I the other thing I would say is if you go with a Roman shade, I would go with a light colored shade. I think if you don't go with bamboo, I would go with a fabric that is pretty close to your wall wall color. What yeah. about you? Yeah, I, I'm with you on that. And I think a friend might have said in the email that the wall color might be changing and whatnot. So um I in the guest room where we have the two mismatched size windows. And the one window is literally like a, an inch or two off the 90 degree angle. And then there's a closet door right there. So, you know, it's really a challenging spot. But I think in that room, I might do either you could leave the blinds that are there, Fran, if, you, if that's working for you. And I think I might put just a very simple panel, linen panel, uh, you know, give it some fullness, but nothing that I intend, kind of like what I have in my bedroom, nothing that you would really intend to actually use to close the window or to gain privacy, just to soften the lines a little bit. And I would just hang it on the one side. And then on, I would do it the same thing with the other window, just have it sort of off to the one side. Um, and you could extend the rod further 
onto the side where the curtain is. And so the curtain is not covering any of the window. I would just do that for adding some softness. I, it's not necessary, but that's probably what I would do in that room. And as far as your master, I am right there with Anita of, on those five windows. I would for sure do some sort of Roman shade. I would probably do it in a, in a really nice neutral fabric. Uh, I would explore the down, up, up, down, because this is looking out onto what looks like a patio and your backyard, which is very lovely. Uh, but maybe if people are over and you need to go in and change for whatever reason, or you just uh, want to have some light, but you don't want people to be able to see in, then you could have them coming up from the bottom as well. So they can go both ways. Yeah, I think those are some great options. So she can... So Fran, let us know what you end up doing, and I hope that was helpful. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. Uh, we hope we gave you some great tips on summer decorating and that we helped Fran out a little bit. And remember, we're here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time. want to remind you that we are available for design consults. We take on your design dilemmas, questions, renovations, any project you want to talk about, any room, any space. We are here for you. And we really do enjoy doing these. And I think we've helped people a lot. So if you want to sign up for a consult, head to the link in the show notes. It's decoratingtipsandtricks.com slash consult. We hope to talk to you soon.